You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and check us out online at beardedtheologians.com. Theologians podcast hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold and today we have a, a very special guest with us um, our friend the Reverend Chrissy Reeves Pendergrass uh, she's gonna come on and she's got some really cool things um, going on uh, and coming up and we want to uh, welcome you on Chrissy thank you for for being on with us thanks for having me yeah really excited absolutely. to be here Wonderful. <laughs> well, I, I thought about talking uh, there. NPR had a, an interview with a woman, like a battered woman recently. And like a lot of people called in and talked about that. Um, and I thought that the conversation was really enlightening. Um, a lot of people asked why she didn't leave. And I thought that was a really great conversation. Can we, can we talk about that a little bit? That yeah, okay? let's talk about that. Sure. Yeah, um, so I think that that's a really common conversation. And I don't think clergy know that one third of marriages have issues of abuse in them and this is true across the board even inside of churches where we kind of we kind of tell ourselves that these things are the world's problems and not the churches that this doesn't happen here and that's just really unfortunately really untrue um and that, i think that i get that question a lot um like when i tell my story I'm like, well and and people are really caught like they're really sweet about it they don't they're not trying to be mean but it's well can i ask a question if it was so bad why did you stay <laughs> Um, and that comes from, a, I think, a place of wanting to understand. Um, sometimes I'm like, that might have been the worst question you could ask. <laughs> and like, um, why do you get cancer? I don't know. <laughs> Which you can't say to someone. Right. Um, but you can say in these when there seems to be some agency in them. And one thing this, this woman talked about was how she was able to rationalize. So this woman calls in and says, you know, I, my partner does a lot of these same things, but people don't understand his, the stressors in his life, like why he might behave this way. And I thought that was a really groundbreaking thing for her to, to shed some light on is that these are complex issues. And I think one of the things I want to do with our, going back to our podcast is instead of answering questions, maybe just complicate them, that they're not, these aren't cut and dry issues, unfortunately. Because a lot of times, you know, like when you come across an abuser, they were abused. Mm-hmm. That's so true. So, <laughs> so how do you, you know, like, how do you be compassionate to that? Especially someone that you supposedly, like you're in a relationship with, you care for, you love. You know, I'm part of, you know, you guys know this, part of marriage is, is loving someone when they're crappy. <laughs> like, which is, at least, at least that's been my experience. My husband loves me when I'm crappy and that's really wonderful and beautiful. Um, so, so where is that line? I think that can be really hard for, for people to find mm-hmm. that line. Like what, what is normal broken, human brokenness and what is abusive, toxic and volatile? Mm-hmm. Well, and, um, I, and I like that idea to not answer the question per se, but to complicate it because we do just, we justify things or we, we simplify them enough to say, well, why don't you just, right? Yeah. Um, these are black and white issues oh they're not they're they're so complex and they they don't um deserve a simple answer they they deserve a complex answer that says no here's what's really going on and here's why i couldn't or here's why i didn't or here's why you know um there it's more than just oh we'll just 
pack up and go, right? Uh, just stop doing that. <laughs> just stop, stop being addicted, right? Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. In, in so I mean, we do much. lots of things. It's just, it's yeah, just we, we do that with everything, right? Just stop it, and, and it'll be okay, right? Um, and yet that's not the answer. It's, it's so much deeper and embedded than that. Uh, and, uh, and so I like that idea. I, I think that's a really healthy idea to, to complicate it more than to answer it, uh, because for everybody, the answer is not going to be the same, right? Right, right. Because what might be not, what might be truly, you know, like traumatizing to one person, another person might not see that as a like as a risk factor in the same way because they're just a different person. And so, I mean, I, I just think I just think the world is much more gray than we give it credit for. And I think as the, as the church. We want to do that. And I, don't, I don't know about, about you, Zach. I mean, you're still in seminary, but when I was in seminary, I think I got a little bit more black and white, not on purpose, but like you started looking at, like, this is black and white, this is heresy, this is orthodoxy. And pretty soon, like, like you right. start, this is right and this is wrong, you right. know, and you start to argue about silly things. Um, mm -hmm. This is clearly right and that's clearly wrong. And it's hard to kind of retrain yourself to know that actually these are people. Right. Now, well, I, I think I got really black and white on weird things, like the letters that Paul wrote, right? They didn't write that, you know? Yes! Oh, okay, I'm not the only one. Like, no, that is, that is clearly not him, or right, that right. muted book. <laughs> you know, like, like, just really stupid stuff that doesn't matter, but now I still have a lot of the gray area, yeah. <laughs> I went to, like, the seminary that called itself the, you know, the orthodox one. Right, which, right. So, so that was like, oh no, that's heresy. That was the big thing that we, you know. Yeah. <laughs> mine, mine, mine created more gray than it ever, and I'm still processing that gray. <laughs> I feel like I'm nine years out, and I would love to have some answers. <laughs> that's, that's fair, yeah. Um, but I was thinking, because you brought up uh, the NPR about the abused woman, and I was listening to NPR uh, earlier this week, and they were talking about um, brain trauma. And mm -hmm. how sometimes brain trauma will change behavior. Yes. And, and they were talking about, there was this instance of, um, there was this guy who um, uh, his stepdaughter was murdered. And like this guy ended up learning to like, he got to know the killer. And, and like the whole process of that was powerful. And, mm -hmm. and, and just listen to that whole thing. Like, man, you want to hear a thing on like what forgiveness looks like and, and, and some other things like that could be healthy for our congregations to hear like this is one of those times where like and i would you know go look that up and um i mean i know i didn't give much detail on it but it was just you know it was like two days ago on you know on you know brain trauma on npr i mean truly there's only about twelve thousand different articles on that um, but, um <laughs> you know um i think that those and you brought it up is it looking at these people as the people of god and created in the image and 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 that there's some brokenness there that um, you know, that really only God can, can take care of. And sometimes that's hard to hear in our society that, you know, is a pill, take a pill, feel better kind of deal. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and wrestling with that from a theological standpoint of talking about suffering and, and, you know, the, the unhealthy habits that we cause in our lives that causes us to distance ourselves from God. And, um, what can we do to, to have some redemption and, and restore that relationship? You know, that's, you know, those are, those are, you know, mental health is definitely a great theme within our theological work that we could be doing uh, to, to shape in our world. It's just the problem. And we've talked about this is that we just, we just, I don't know if we're tra trained well enough to be able to, to, to do some of that work. And, mm -hmm. and then I, I know like in my community, 
um, in some of the communities I've served in, we may not have somewhere to send somebody mm-hmm. or, or there may not be resources to send somebody. And that's the, you know, that's right there, you know, um, that's where, I mean, that's where we're, I think we're really wrestling is the resources and, and the healthy resources of doing it as best we as we can. really good at, as a church of dressing places where people put themselves into graves, but we're not good at addressing where life puts us in the grave. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that mean that God resurrects everything? Right. You know, like, but we're really good about talking about sin. <laughs> now God can resurrect you from when you you know, did something that is damaging. Right. But like trauma in general is like, we don't know how to talk about that because it's, it's an, there's like an otherness to it. You know, like this mm-hmm. person harmed you or this thing harmed you and mental health it kind of feels like that to a lot of people, like this outside thing. Right. And I, I don't know if we know how to talk about things that potentially take life from us that we can't direct back to ourselves. And I think people do that because they, like they ask that question, why didn't, why don't you just, because they need you to have agency in it, because if you don't have agency in it, I think it makes us afraid that other things can, can, that can happen to us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. And so I mean, I need there to be a reason for you to have, be going through this pain so that I can avoid that reason so that I can avoid that suffering. <laughs> Right. Which I, I get why we do that, but I'm not sure it's really helpful to anybody. <laughs> well, it's like when the you know vegetarians in my congregation tell me I need to eat, you know, just you know have a vegetarian diet, and I look at them and I'm like, nope, I like steak too much. <laughs> you right. know, like no, Absolutely. I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good idea, but you know, like never theory, be vegan like cheese. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> right. There's too many. I mean, there's just uh, you know, if I buy hat and fat, uh, hat, uh, fat and happy. You know, what more can I say? I was happy. My favorite part about coming back from, I went to the, I've gone to the whole of it a couple of times. My favorite part is bacon. Like when I get back, you know, yeah. like I <laughs> couldn't, couldn't be Jewish either. Right. <laughs> Not just because I love Jesus, but because I love bacon. Because <laughs> I love bacon. That's well, really the big you, you know, for some people, people will elevate bacon above Jesus. <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't, I, who are these crazy people? Hipsters. They're hipsters. <laughs> Might be why my pants don't fit as well. I'm <laughs> inside today. <laughs> oh, that's funny. This is great, great conversation, uh, Chrissy. I want to I want to thank you uh, for coming in and making and complicating things for us. Uh, <laughs> it's good. I love that. That's what I'm known for with you. I complicate yeah, things. <laughs> But I, but I think that's really good because what we're what we're here to do is to create that conversation in that space for not to give people answers but to start the conversation. Um, and and we hope for all of you that are listening, if you've heard something that we've said and it sparked uh, this need to dig into to therapy or to talk to somebody, please 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 go find somebody to talk to, whether it's your pastor, a therapist, or both, or everything in between. Um, if there's something on your heart that's weighing you down, please find somebody to talk to um, and somebody that will truly listen to you and not just give you the answer, somebody who will complicate it. Uh, I, th- <laughs> I, th- I think that's great, right? Uh, and I'm an armchair therapist at best, so maybe I'm <laughs> yeah. wrong, but <laughs> find somebody to talk to. Um, and, and Chrissy, like uh, Matt said, if you can, uh, when, when you guys get things up and running, send us links, uh, we'll get it out there to our three or four listeners, and uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, it'd be great. Your wives will know about it. It's great. That's right. Your wives will know about it. You're asking. That's a, that's stretching it right there. Because uh, <laughs> they don't listen to it. <laughs> they're not. They're not in the three. Um, <laughs> Uh, but you got an open invitation to come back on anytime um, Thank you. And, and talk about uh, the work that you all are doing with the podcast and, and everything else that you do. Uh, but again, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And for everybody else out there listening, uh, check out beardedtheologians.com for all of our past uh, podcasts and uh, blog links, uh, as well as you can go on and buy stuff and help support the podcast. And um, for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Zach Bechtold. And I'm Matt Franks. Thanks for checking us out. We hope you've enjoyed the conversations that we've had today on the Bearded Theologians Beardcast, and we'd encourage you to continue those conversations online at beardedtheologians.com or on our Facebook page. We also hope that you pick up a couple of coffee mugs to uh, satisfy your coffee mug collection. Have a good day.